Have y'all ever thrown away some stuff? Like, really gotten rid of some stuff? Like, I remember, like, some years ago, I gave away, like, two trash bags full of clothes. Like, I had pants and jeans for days that I thought I was just going to be able to fit them once again because I'm working out and I'm doing, you know, doing all this running and walking and stuff. And I realized that I wasn't able to fit them no more. And even though I was toning up, I was shrinking, which I really need to start back working, doing some weights and stuff like that. But beyond that, anyway, um, so I found myself throwing away, I had over 100 pair of shoes. Yeah, over 100 pair of shoes. i say about 50 to 75 of those shoes were, were Timberlands. I had some blue jean patchwork Timberlands, which I wish I could have get a pair of those again. And I think they got the brown ones. I had the Timberlands that rolled down with the jean in them. I had the new book, wheat new book jean Timberlands. I had Timberlands that had white um, white patches on the side. I had a pair of uh, regular um, boot Timberlands. I had um, some dark brown Timberlands. I had Timberlands gone to bed. And these shoes at that time, and this had to be like 2005, 2000, yeah, 2005. Um, and And I was literally, I literally was paying pretty much um, $180 for those shoes. Then I had something called Julie Andalos. I believe it's the name of them. Can't remember those. I fell in love with these shoes that were called, um, oh goodness. What's the name of those shoes? Oh goodness. I can't think of the name of random. I think I got the last pair of them. Um, they, um, the company went out of business during COVID hurt my feelings. Cause I went to go get a pair of them and, um, pair of the boots and, um, because I have a white pair of them. My brown pair is no longer, um, I think the bottom of them came off those shoes. And I'll tell you, those are good quality shoes. Um, but they had walked, when I say they had been through the storm and the rain. Um, and I gave away, I had some powder blue, all over powder blue Timberlands. I had Timberlands, for real, I had Timberland belt, I had Timberland hat, I had Timberland pants, shirt. I had Timberlands everything. You know, and I watch people wear Timberlands now, and I can't even stand the shoes as much as I used to. Even though I wish I missed those new books, wheat new books, I wish I could go in there and get a pair of those shoes. Now, if I could go and purchase and restore the Timberlands that I gave away like an idiot, that was like $180 for, for a pair of those shoes, and they, I had over 75 pairs of shoes. Because I had a few Nikes in there, and um, I had no Jordans. I've never been a fan of Jordan shoes. For some reason, just never been a fan of Jordan shoes. And then, of course, I had also given away like bags and bags of clothes now i used to always find the uniquest jeans to wear i was a bootcut person so low-rise bootcut jeans always did it for me in my modeling days we won't talk about that either say that for another day another story another life but um there's these jeans that i used to have they were pretty deep blue jeans and they had this woven patchwork that was for the pockets they were on the back pockets and um, I love these jeans. My godmother was supposed to fix the jeans for me, but she died before she could get a fix. Her name was Retta. Henrietta, what we call her, Retta. She was actually my god sister's godmother, um, April, which I call Ma, which the streets call her La Tequila. Long story. <laughs> but um, literally, um, I love those jeans. I really love them. And I had a... 
real passion for those jeans. And because I had a passion for them, I was like, I, I think I still got them somewhere in my treasure trove of clothes since we moved in limited space until we get the house built. Um, I literally, um, I literally think I kept them and I kept a few other jeans and I think I kept my boot cuts too because I love my boot cuts. My boot cuts were so comfortable and they fell so very well over the Timberlands and I was going to a rustic cowboy look because um, I wasn't going to buy no cowboy boots. They just seemed like they was just too heavy. Although I did have these blue jean shoes, they were so nice. Squirto. But they were blue jean boots, ankle boots, you zip them up. They were, I don't even know where I get them from. They was like torn blue jeans, but they were all, it was like a whole jean. But you know how jeans have a tear in them, but it wasn't really a tear behind it. It was just like open, but it was jean behind the open openness. Love those shoes. Um, I had these brown boots, zip up ankle boots. I love my boots, y'all. Let me see y'all something. Um, I may have to find them blue jean boots. <laughs> I've had my fair share of some shoes. I think I've had more shoes than clothes, really. Think about it. But I think I've also discarded more shoes and clothes. I've given a lot of stuff away and um, tossed a lot of stuff aside. But anyway, guys, let's come on and talk on the inside of this podcast. So the synergy is supposed to be turning negative outcomes into positive energy. Listen, I'm going to get my schedule right with you guys in a minute. I'm out with the dogs tonight, and we're not doing a walking podcast. However, by the time I get off of here, you should be able to walk a mile because it should be 30 minutes. Um which means this podcast is going to be 25 minutes. The intro is already five. But anyway, um, welcome, 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 guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, warm evening, good morning, good evening, afternoon, wherever you're in the world. Ha, hope you guys are doing well and enjoying yourself and being safe. Listen, COVID is still out there, guys. Stay safe. Pollen is still realistic. Um, I'm praying for the people that are still continually facing these snowstorms, this erratic weather. Um, I know your struggle. Like down here in Florida, we're starting to get a taste of um, I guess that they will say these things um, as they are, um, but, you know, grateful that, um, <laughs> more grateful than not, we, we weather is starting to change, even though it's starting to get cold again, but yet it's hot again. So we have that spring type of spring, uh, winter spring coming in, um, and so um, still letting us know that I guess winter is still here and spring is being introduced. And so we still have these days where it's cold at night and hot, um, hot during the, the daytime. And so, um, so it's cold at night, cold in the daytime and cold at night, and hot in the day. I just forget that. I just got to mess all up. But listen, have y'all noticed June? I think it's Jupiter, Jupiter and Venus have been almost kissing in the sky lately. They say March retrograde is going to be something to handle, whatever that is. Um, but anyway, um, so welcome, 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 welcome to this podcast, guys. I'm so sorry. I was getting my inconsistency. But so I've been teaching on the subject, and I want to talk and share with you guys tonight because we concluded it, the, the final bit of the series tonight. And I've been teaching on the subject of rejection. And tonight we concluded with um, a particular thing um, dealing with rejection. Now, what we know for is about rejection is that somebody, you know, rejecting you, like meaning they don't want you, they throw you away and they don't want nothing to do with you, or people feel rejected when they're unwanted. Well, one of the things that we learn about rejection is, is that um, it's not always necessarily somebody unwant doesn't want you. They may not want your attributes. They may not want your talents, your gifts, your skills. That's a form of rejection. Um, 
because piece of you is associated to the part that people don't want, they just rather throw away the whole thing. It's just like um, those clothes. So at the beginning, the intro, I gave the uh, intro about how I throw away shoes, gave away shoes, gave away clothes. That's not what I wanted. However, but if you notice, I miss it. I miss my shoes. And I want to replace my shoes with the same type of shoes. You So it's almost like um, I regret throwing it away. I regret giving away. So rejection is similar to that. It's, 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 it's someone not being able to handle all of you because they see something in you that they don't like necessarily or something that does not appeal to them. And so because of that, what they're doing is just saying, listen, we don't want that. I don't want that in you. And so because I don't want that in you, I'm going to throw that away. Meaning essentially, sometimes meaning getting rid of the whole person. You can't get rid of a piece of me um, without getting rid of all of me because you can't cut me up into pieces and still keep me whole um, except you kill me. And, you know, God forbid people go around doing stuff like that. That's crazy. So essentially rejection is about you're not wanting something um, someone has. You don't want uh, their hairstyle, but you want them. So you reject them because of the hairstyle. It's not because you don't love them. It's because you don't like how they care of their hair. Um, sometimes we reject people because they're outspoken. They don't tolerate our mess. They don't tolerate our crap. Tolerate who we are and what we. They don't tolerate the BS. And because of that, um, they don't. Uh, people don't want to deal with that. And so it's just like dinner. You know, you go to your mom's for the holidays, and you know she fixes all this traffic, and she's been up all night for the past couple of days cooking turkeys and hams and and pies and cakes and, and potato salads and beans and and and, and rice and cornbread and. You know, that that hot cornbread made in an old cast iron skillet. Um, and then she's making cold water cornbread, those flapjacks and, and all those things they would call them. And all of these things she's made. And then you get there and you're on a Presbyterian diet or a Piscopyrian, whatever it's called. Um, you're on a diet. And um, this diet is restrictive. This diet um, keeps you from exploring um other food options and because it keeps you from exploring other food options you get there and you say ma i don't want that um i'm not um i'm not really eating it right now you're no thank you to her as a rejection you're rejecting um what she have in other words you in her eyes you don't want that and let's say she spent hours on that the most um dogs are barking so let's say she spent hours on that that you don't want. So you reject what she put the most value into, the most strength into, the most time into. And so, in other words, you begin to reject her because of um, not because of it's intentional. It's because you don't want something. And so that's just how rejection is. Rejection works because people don't want anything. However, in the whole context of rejection, as we dealt with tonight, rejection has to do with people being rejected, meaning someone didn't want something out of them. Someone didn't want something, you know, they had something that, that somebody didn't want. That somebody wasn't, you know, too, too tuned with having or, or, or desiring. So in essence, what they did was in order and, and what they did was they actually ended up um, causing an even greater problem because now you don't want something that I have, but yet you need, you want everything else. And so you'll walk away from a person because they only, you only want something, um, you only want pieces of them, but not all of them. And so we will 
throw clothes away and have garages and estate sales and and all of these things um, because we don't want certain things. And so because we'll we'll do all of this and uh, have all of these sales and throw all of this stuff away, like they say, one man's junk is another man's treasure. It's true because people will line the streets just to buy your junk. People will line the corners just to buy your junk. And so what you call junk and what you devalue is mess somebody else can benefit from. I'm going to say that again. What you call drunk, what you call junk and mess and devalue, someone else can benefit from. In other words, whatever you throw away, somebody else can benefit from. It's like the terms of one man's junk is another man's treasure. And so the sad thing about rejection is, is that many of us who are rejected are worth more to someone else than they, than we are worth to the people that we try to give ourselves over to. I'm going to say that again. Many of us are worth more to someone else than we are worth to the people that we try to give ourselves over to. Meaning there's a lot of us who should stop trying to be uh, so giving to other people. Number one, giving of yourself does not mean giving up your soul, full control of your, or, and, um, giving full control over yourself and your life, being able to be in love with someone means that I can love you, but yet I still control me. I control my emotions. I control my feelings. I am in control. I am responsible for, for me. And so a lot of times what happens is, is that we end up getting in these situations with people who tend to not understand our value. But once they throw us away and someone else wants us, it becomes one of those situations where one man's junk does truly become another man's treasure. And so oftentimes people who are rejected reject other people because that's not who they want. Let me help you out real quick. You can't invest or have your life invested into by one particular individual or being unless this individual has a better outlook for your soul. You don't give people full control over your life. You don't give people full access over your life. You don't let people run, you know, every facet of your life. But you indeed let yourself get to a point where you make decisions that are helpful for you. You make decisions that are beneficial for you. When someone rejects you, they're not rejecting you as a person. They're rejecting your worth. They're rejecting your value. What do I mean by that? It's not a negative thing. It means that you call you are more costly to them than they're willing to pay. In other words, to in order to entertain someone, to be connected to someone, you have to be willing to pay the price to be in their presence. Wow, I'm going to say that again. That was good. You have to pay the price to be in the presence of people who are valuable. And when you know you're valuable and when you know how much you know you're worth, you have you actually are a threat to people who refuse to come up to a place of value. And many times we end up connecting with people who we see value in, but that, does, that they don't see value in themselves. And so because of that, they end up rejecting us because they seem like we're high maintenance, we're too much to deal with, we, are, uh, we come with too much baggage. But the truth of the matter is, is that they reject what they cannot handle. They reject what they are afraid to deal with. They reject because they fear growth. They fear maturity. Any individual that does not want to mature is someone who will reject that thing that helps them mature. 
when you are a rejector, meaning you're the one that's doing the rejecting, you're an individual who tend to walk away from people who threaten your soul or threaten your being. They threaten your ability to function at a lower level. They threaten your ability to keep making excuses for your behavior. A rejector is an individual who has been rejected and made to believe that they're not valuable, not worth it. Therefore, when people come in to bring you something that to raise your value and your worth, you reject it because it is not what you think it should be. You don't believe them because you allowed someone to speak over you, into you, that had not no authority, no right. It includes your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters. This includes your cousins. Everybody, just because they're blood folk, doesn't mean they're kinfolk. Just because someone is speaking into you does not mean they have the authority to manipulate or control the outcome of your future. Being rejected does not mean you're not loved. It just means that pieces of you are not, that people can't handle the pieces of you that are valued. And when you go through rejection, people only want a portion. They want a series. They only want uh, a script of you. They only want a part of you. They don't want all of you because all of you will require them to live a certain way. As a person who has been rejected, meaning you're the one that has been rejected, this means that you find yourself battling trying to feel loved and wanted. When the truth of the matter is, is that you never give yourself over to an individual to make you feel like you're not wanted. Rejection should never make you feel like you're unwanted unless you gave up power of yourself, unless you gave up pieces of you and yielded up pieces of you that you should have never yielded up. When you go through rejection, rejection should be challenging. And sometimes rejection, the, the only reason why rejection takes so long to heal from is because you gave up the most valuable parts of who you are to a human being, another human being. Remember, when people do garage sales, they sell what they don't want. When you are rejected, they reject people because of what they don't want. A garage sale normally is a sale of things that the owner or the previous owner no longer deems valuable. Rejection has nothing to do with you not being valuable. It just means that you are too costly meaning that people are not willing to raise their caliber to meet you where you're at. And so because of your standards, your beliefs, your caliber, before they will meet you where you're at, they'll reject you and leave you alone and call you high maintenance. When in fact, you're not high maintenance, they're just a low person. They're functioning too low, meaning they're not slow as in mentally disabled. They're slow as in not being able to come up to your grade. They don't want to function at your grade. They love the mundane. And because they love the mundane, they rather keep themselves in a place that satisfies them. But revaluable people who are often rejected because you connect with people who don't know their worth. And when you show them their worth by living it, so living your truth or living your life, they fear it because they're not used to it, because someone told them they're not worth it. And sometimes it's not your job to tell somebody that they're, they're worth it. It's your job to show them that they're worth it. Because telling and showing is two different things.
I can tell you all day long how to catch a fish. I can tell you all day long how I catch my fish. But if I show you, I teach you. I teach you your value. I help you understand your value. Then I help you know you're worth it. When someone is rejected, they're rejected because they uh, are worth it. At one point, a rejector was rejected. And at one point, the rejector, the rejector, uh, the rejector knew they were worth it until someone they trusted really close to them rejected them. I don't care how close you are to someone. You should never give your soul or that type of power over to someone that when they walk away or when they pass you away, you are not worth it to them, that it scars your life. There's a reason why people dig in a dumpster because there's value in junk. There's a reason why people go to swap meets because there's a value in junk. Estate sales because there's a value in junk. One thing about an estate sale is that people, people in an estate sale will sell things that cost thousands of dollars for pennies on a dollar because for them, it's not their stuff. Sometimes it's a loved one that's passed away and they will sell a loved one's prized possessions for pennies on a dollar. What they pay thousands of dollars for, someone else will find it as valueless and painless. Get what you can get for it. Let them buy what they're going to buy with it. Come on, sell it for whatever. Selling TVs for $75, or $200 that are worth thousands of dollars. All because it's not there. The only way rejection hurts you is that you give yourself over to someone that you never should belong to. The sad thing about it is, is that when people who try to hold on to you that don't know your value tend to give you away at a valued price that's less than what you're worth. They only want the pieces of you that they seem to value. And sometimes that piece is not even worth it because it's not even who you are. You come as a whole. You can't piece out you. And because you can't piece out you, that only means that when you're rejected, you're rejected for being valuable. And sometimes value can't be written off in a tax deductible, can't be getting rid of or gotten rid of. So when you look at rejection, you're dealing with someone who has been rejected, meaning the rejector has had to experience rejection themselves before they even learn how to reject. You have to learn it from somewhere. The art of rejection comes from a learned behavior. And when it comes from a learned behavior, you do it to other people because that's what you know to do. We do it. Every last one of us have been rejected. And because every last one of us have been rejected, we know the art of rejection. One of my friends, and I'm going to end right here. One of my friends, they was uh, talking to an individual and they ghosted them. I don't know, it just ghosted them. I said, that's rejection. I was like, you don't ghost people. That That's not ghosting. You know, they tried to speak me now. That's not ghosting, but I'm that friend that's going to hold you accountable. That's not ghosting. Yes, it is. 
that's ghosting because you didn't tell them that you were, you know, let's not continue the conversation. Let's discontinue our, our efforts to communicate. No, ghosting is a form of rejection. You don't throw people away like they're trash. Because when you do, another man's junk is another man's treasure. Remember, when people, people throw you away, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, grandparents, nieces, nephews, cousins, whoever it is, when they throw you away, remember, somebody somewhere is going to benefit from your value. Shake yourself off. Heal from your rejection. Love yourself a bit more. Walk in a pureness of you. Deal with who you are. Because I'm telling you now, if your parents reject you, somebody rejected them. That's all they know. But until they see value, and until they understand the error, until an, until the rejector sees and understands that there's value, they won't keep throwing people or things away. But from now, because they don't see value, they'll throw it away. Even if it was gold, they'll throw it away. They'll throw away the diamond that's worth millions of dollars because they don't see value. Because it looks like coal and that's all they can see. But deep down in the core of it, it's millions of dollars in there. But they don't see value in it. Don't let people reject you. Don't let rejection hurt you. Don't let it destroy you. And don't let rejection keep you from loving you. And most importantly, don't let it keep you from loving yourself, loving others, and loving again. And whatever you do, heal from your rejections. Learn that you're valuable. Another man's junk truly is. One man's junk is truly is another man's treasure. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Synergy. Please return to about Coombs into positive energy. Have a nice day. Good evening. Good night. Peace.